This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Hi, Alec. How are you? Hi, Andrew. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, mate. Excellent. That's good. That's good. I think Bryce sent you a text that we were going to call. He did. He he did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And sorry, I didn't reply to it for a little while. Nah, but, you're uh, right. You're right. So, how are you, Andrew? Yeah. I'm good, Bryce. Yourself? Very well. Very well. Excellent. Good stuff. Look, we thought we'd uh, just give you a quick buzz to cover off a couple of things. That, you know, we love chatting to you and having you as our sort of yep. barometer of sanity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And obviously, there's a lot of interest in the community at the moment around Afterpay. Sure. And yep. uh, you, you've obviously got some opinions on on the stock as well. And uh, for a lot of our listeners, they would have received an email during the week around the share purchase plan that is available to Afterpay yes. shareholders. For some of our listeners, it's the first time they would have received an offer like this, an SPP. Yep. So just wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, what you think about the SPP. Uh, and maybe also Afterpay's last couple of months as well. <laughs> and Afterpay's sure, last couple absolutely. of months. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll, I'll explain how the SPP works as well because it's quite important. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, particularly if they're not very familiar with uh, these things. So, Well, let, let's start with that then perhaps. Um, what does it actually mean if you get one of these emails? Okay, the, the rules in Australia now are that you, if you're a shareholder in a company and they offer a share purchase plan, you can subscribe for up to $20,000 worth of new shares. You don't have to do all $20,000. And in the case of the Afterpay share purchase plan, the pricing is either a maximum of $66 or... It is the volume weighted average price, which basically means that it's not the average price, it's volume weighted. So obviously there's a big difference between a million shares changing hands at 60 odd dollars and one share. And it's the volume weighted average price in the week ending Thursday, the 30th of July, which is also when the share purchase plan closes. So effectively what that means is you should probably wait until closer to the 30th of July and you should also make sure you have funds on hand so that you can pay using BPAY because you'll see there's BPAY coding on your application form if you you know if you want to take it up and that's going to give you a chance to see whether you're going to get shares at $65, 64 if, if the shares obviously fall away in that week ending Thursday the 30th of July and whether at that slightly lower price than is currently prevailing, you know, you find it more attractive. Uh, as I'm speaking to you, the stock's $66.56. Okay, so it's, it's quite close to that maximum price. So there you go. That's how it's done. And it's usually it's usually in increments of 1000 or $2,000. So you don't have to take up the whole 20000 It's basically a way of 
giving retail investors the same opportunity that the institutional investors got in Afterpay when they took a placement at $66 a share uh, what about 10 days ago. And so it's been trading up in sort of the 70s. Do you often yeah. find that when these offers come out and the, the purchase price is uh, or the offer price is lower than current trading, it kind of reverts back down to that price? It tends to. I mean, the fact that it traded in the 70s is a bit silly because, I mean, they're issuing, you know, effectively, there's a billion dollars worth of stock, either what's called primary stock, which the company issued, or, of course, the sell-down from, from the two founders. So, you know, the shares should have hung around the, the 66 mark for a while. But, you know, to be blunt, there was a period of, I think, total insanity where not just after pay, but the other, you know, five or so buy now, pay later stocks all got bid up quite aggressively, which partly coincided with the Victorian lockdown again. So it, they, they should, you know, the things should trade around $66 or thereabouts in the absence of new news or information, and that's only in the short term. I should stress, I don't believe the shares are worth anywhere remotely new. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that was the next question. And, <laughs> and, and as, as a as a course of good good governance and disclosure, I have a short position in Afterpay as we speak. Interesting. Okay. So the next question, and I think you have seen it on Instagram, we started a hypothetical portfolio back in 2017, <laughs> bought Afterpay yes. at $2.55 and then shut our eyes and dusted the dusted off yeah. the passwords to the portfolio just recently and saw that we'd made a very juicy 2,700% return. Now, yeah. uh, we're looking to sort of re-engage with the portfolio a bit and make it a bit more realistic with what's going on at the moment. A lot of mm -hmm. the audience are calling for us to sell that position and start <laughs> from scratch. What would be your thoughts around that? Okay. Just just first of all, I, I wrote a couple of pieces, and I think we mentioned this in, in the last time I had a long chat with you guys about what's called coffee can investing, which is in essence what you did, which is, you know, you just put your portfolio under the bed, left it alone. And one of the things about that is that, you know, you, you sometimes get a little lucky and, and uh, a stock what's called multi-bags, and, and that's certainly the case with your afterpay position. So the people who've criticised you that all the returns come from afterpay need to go back and have a look at this style of investing because that is what happens. Okay, should you start to re-engage with the portfolio, sell the afterpay and, and everything else, uh, my advice to you would be yes to do that okay it would be surprising if you told us to hold it when you have a short position <laughs> yeah. in the stock <laughs> correct yeah why is that why is that let's just get one thing straight some people think when folks like me say we think afterpay is really overvalued and everything else that we don't actually like the company or like what the company does Okay, you must separate out the fact the management have run after pay extremely well. They've grown it extremely well. They can't be critiqued really in any particular way for that. They had the idea and they've pushed it very hard and they've managed the growth in the company really pretty well to date. Okay, so it's no criticism of the company. It's no criticism of what the company does. Okay, the, the critique is of the valuation that the company shares currently trade at. So let's get that absolutely clear. There are other cases where we have short positions where it is a critique of the company's management and, you know, there might even be fraud in some cases and things like that. That's obviously not the case here. Afterpay's got a market value of about $18.5 billion at the moment. 
Okay, let's just say that people, as it matures a little more, and obviously it's in a strong growth phase, it might trade at 20 times earnings. Okay, now please bear in mind virtually every other stock in the financial sector at the moment, and they are quite depressed for good reason, trades on a single digit price earnings ratio, in other words, on below 10. So 18.5 billion at 20 times earnings, and if you put a full tax rate of 30% on it, this company would need to justify that, would need to earn about $1.3 billion pre-tax, okay? Now, we know the company's got a fixed cost base, which is actually going up because they're spending a ton of money on marketing. And they're going to have to keep spending a lot of money on marketing because there's a lot of other players in the sector and they've got to try and obviously spread the word about what afterpay is. So the marketing spend's not going to come down. So... Their fixed cost base of people and marketing and everything else is probably going to move up close to sort of 350 million bucks in the next few years. So by the time you add that on, they need to make margin out of the business of, of buy now, pay later of probably over about $1.6 billion to actually justify the current share price at a 20 times earnings multiple. When you work backwards, and I don't use these metrics, but I know the market does, they talk about a 2% net transaction margin, then that would imply basically sales of about $80 billion. Wow. And, and you need to, don't forget, impute an interest charge as well, okay, to add on to that. Now, why is that? I mean, the company's got to finance itself. That's why they've had this big raising because the banks won't realistically finance them and you can't put this very short-term financing where people roll this stuff over in six weeks into securitized vehicles very easily. So the company's going to have to sort of fund the growth in sales through equity. So it's going to be a continuing issuer of new equity, which is fair enough. But you consider at the moment they're at 11 billion of sales. They've had a public target in the low 20s by the end of 2022, so two more years. They may well exceed that but like the current market value of the company really is saying that you know they're on another planet beyond that okay that would imply i mean to give you an idea that the current rate of spend of the customers which is about 15 to 1600 bucks that would imply they'd have somewhere over 50 million customers so the issue with afterpay is really pretty simple that the current market price of it, and to be fair, the same for all the other buy now, pay later stocks, implies a level of performance by the company that is multiple beyond multiple of what they're currently doing. Okay. Whereas what you'd rather do if you're an investor in Afterpay is to say, hey, yeah, we think the company's going really well. We like the model. We, you know, we like the management. We're sort of prepared to pay for maybe the next year, year and a bit's worth of progress. Okay, because it's a fast growth company, or maybe a little bit beyond that. But what you're doing is, I mean, you're sort of, you know, you're, you're paying far, far, far into the future. That's the problem that's come about from, you know, the fairly hefty stock price rise that, that's taken place over the last few months in, in the company. Yeah, no, it's, it's great analysis. That analysis makes a lot of sense, and it's very clear-sighted. I guess the question mm. becomes then, how do you think about the... Well, at one stage, it was 700% price increase in two months that Afterpay saw since the depths yeah. of COVID. Yeah. Look, at $8, I think it got down to in uh, March yeah. at its worst. I had a short position going into the COVID thing in Afterpay and obviously was able to 
close it out very advantageously. $8 given where they've got to was probably too cheap. And it's just the, you know, and so they're, you know, great opportunity for, for people to pick it up then if they were brave enough to sort of, you know, go into the teeth of the gale. The issue now is by, you know, appreciating eightfold effectively since that period of time. Mm. That's just insane. That's nuts. So it was, it was too, you know, at $8, it was too cheap. I didn't buy it. I probably should have done. But, you know, an eightfold increase in, in a matter of, what, four months is just nuts. Crazy, bonkers. Yeah. It makes it makes no sense at all, and it tells you the sort of market environment we're in at the moment. You know, the sort of thing that's sent up Tesla sixty odd percent at mm. one stage in a matter of nine or ten days because it was it's maybe going to be included in the S and P five hundred index, not because it's selling a heap more cars than people might have ever thought. Mm. Okay, mm. so there's there's a lot of companies going up where. There's no fundamental justification for two things, either A, the current pricing of their equity, or B, the increase in the price of their equity from the recent past, okay? Even in some cases, if they've started out a little bit cheaply. And part of that is obviously accounted for by retail investors with low commissions who've done very well in the last three months. They've been playing in future companies, if I can put it that way. And, you know, they, they think this game is really easy and they have very little regard to the underlying valuations of the companies or, you know, what kind of assumptions are baked into mm. um, the, the, the the share price of the company. It's it's the one thing I think I've said to you guys previously in some, in some of the podcasts we've done. All of you can assess the business of a company and actually say, hey, I think this is a really good business and you can rationalize why and we can have a you know good debate about you know whether afterpay is a good or a not so good business and does it have a moat and all that sort of stuff. I'm probably not as optimistic as some other people would be, but I'm not a pessimist either. Okay, that's one side of it, but the other side of it is what's it worth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's where these type of investors really struggle. They just say, oh, afterpay is a great company, it's going up. Well, one of the biggest issues and and a lot of this has been brought out in recent times is if you bought even some great companies like Cisco, okay, at the peak of the dot-com boom in 2000, it's 20 years later, guess what? You still haven't got your money back mm. okay? because you paid too much. Mm. And there's a ton of studies, guys, which show you that the longer the period of time you go, and particularly once you get out to periods of time you know, beyond seven or eight years to 10 years, if you hold these stocks for the long term, and if you're paying this price for afterpay, you've got to. The simple most determining factor on whether you do well as an investor is the price you paid. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, the company's going to do okay, but the price you paid is the most important factor. So you must separate those two, two decisions out. And at $66, well, you you know, you you won't find after paying my portfolio other than a short position. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, we're going to have to leave it there, but really appreciate your comments and we will certainly take on your advice when it comes to what we do with our hypothetical portfolio. <laughs> Maybe we'll yeah. take the contrarian approach and keep it in there. Who knows? No. <laughs> but, you could uh, certainly, uh, one thing to do, you could certainly reduce the position. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think that's a, a, a minimum yes. approach. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that there way. You go. But look, um, absolutely appreciate your time as always. And perhaps uh, we should uh, get you back in the studio for a much more detailed conversation about what's going on because, 
you know, even when since we've last spoken, things are changing pretty quickly. A so happened. a lot has yeah. happened. Yeah. So as always, uh, look, our audience love listening to what you say. So let's try and make a time yeah. to get you back on. We'll do. Appreciate it, guys. Nice one. Thanks, Thanks Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for listening to Equity Mates Investing Podcast, a production of Equity Mates Media. Please remember that everything you hear in Equity Mates Investing Podcast is general advice only. The content has been prepared without knowing your personal objectives, specific financial circumstances, or goals. The host of Equity Mates Investing Podcast may maintain positions in the companies discussed. Before considering any investment, please read the product disclosure statement and consider speaking to a licensed financial professional. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.